Hello, everyone. This is Luke John Louis, uh, the host of the Deep Voice Man Show. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we have a treat in store for you guys. Our guest is Haim. Uh, he is the founder of In Motion Coach, and he has been a life and business coach uh, for over a decade. And uh, he works with uh, lawyers, real estate professionals, mortgage brokers, insurance salespeople, and entrepreneurs. Uh, he's an immigrant from Israel, and I love a great, successful, inspiring immigrant story. So I'm very honored to have him here as a guest. He's a busy man, so he's able to carve out some time in his packed schedule to sit down and have a chat with us. So we're so fortunate and blessed. I guess to start off, uh, thank you for coming on the show as a guest, Haim. And uh, can you tell us about your background and how you first gravitated towards doing what you do today? Uh, first, I want to I want to say thank you to, for having me on your show. It's uh, it's an honor to be here and uh, to to share my story <clears throat> uh, about about my my business. I mean, my life starts in a, in a different way, which is I will go back in time, and I go far as far as 1969. I was at the age 13, going 14, and I was looking for what I want to be in my life. And back then, electronic was the big thing. If you know electronic, in the beginning of the 70s, so you're going to have a good trade for life. So I registered into school that uh, teach electronic. They have different... Uh, a path for me. They say, no, you're not going to learn electronic. You're going to be auto mechanic. Well, in that age, you don't argue. What do you know? What I know? So I say, okay. They're grown up. They decide for me. They know more and better than I know. So I will follow. I will obey. January 2009 was the last month I was practicing as an auto mechanic. And uh, when you do the math, it's 40 years in my life. Now I'm over 50, and I get laid off, and uh, I need to find uh, some source of income because I can't live here without income. So at that point, nobody want to hire me. I'm overqualified. I'm over the age. I'm overqualified, and uh, I need to recalculate how I'm going in my life. So I did something that most people don't even think about, which is mean I turn around and I say, who am I? What I know about myself? Well, what I'm doing here on the face on the earth? What is my purpose in life? I mean, it's too late to ask that question, but it's never late. And I find two things. I find that I love people, and I find that I love to help people. So as I'm searching what to do, all, I, I realize that uh, that's coaching. That's what coaches do. They help people to get what they want in life. So I registered to school, not even in state, in Australia. And I didn't graduate. The reason was... The school said, if you want to graduate, you need to bring someone with a problem. You fix that, and you move on. 
I said, well, that's not coaching, that's therapy. And they said, well, th that's what we teach. Any school you go is the same thing. I said, well, I have a better idea. If I take something that's good and that person and make it great, that's, that's coaching. That's more appeal to me. That's, they say, the school said, we don't teach that. I say, well, that's what I want to do. I say, okay, you're on your own. I say, great, I'm on my own. And since then, the, the world opened up for me. I start to work with people in all kinds of any area, and whatever I touch turned out to be success. And when, when I'm thinking, I re reply back on what happened. That's, that's amazing. It's, it's a, I don't give advice to people. I don't tell people what to do. People don't like it. People don't love that. People want to have someone that believe in their dream. They want to have someone that go with them along the way, not tell them what to do. I, I wow. have all kind of I have all kind of obstacle along the way until I reach this point. I didn't know that I have all this thinking in my head. Yep. For instance, I mean I, I have many many obstacles even before that, which is mean a lot of time we don't know who we are until we face challenges, until we see how we deal with them. For instance. I, I came to state in 1996. The reason I came to state is because I was homeless in Israel. Wow. Which is, well, I get, I get over marriage, I get divorced, and I give everything to my ex. I didn't want my kid grow up in a house that yelling, fighting, screaming all day long. So something has to be done here. So I give up. I said, take everything. Take whatever you want. What I knew back then, when you learn to do something, now it's your. No matter what you learn, it's your. You can do it all over again. And that's the way I was thinking back then. I know how to do that. I know how to build it. So I can build it again. So I didn't afraid to give everything. Take it. And what happened, I became homeless because I didn't have any place to go. I give my house, I give my car, I give my money, I give everything. Wow. I say, I did it once, I know how I can do it again. And when I step out, I become homeless. I didn't have a place to go. So I have a brother that lives here in New York. So I called him and said, do me a favor, send me a ticket. I want to... Simple, simple stuff. I want to take shower every day. I want to sleep in bed. I want to change clothes from time to time. Now, I came here. Now we have different challenge. I don't speak English. Hmm. So I was afraid to leave the house, the, the building where I was staying, because I didn't know if I found my way back. I came from overseas. I, don't, I didn't grow up here. I, I'm one day yeah. here. Yeah. So now I don't speak the language, so I can get lost. How I communicate where I want to go. But I trust myself. That's the key in everything in life. When you trust yourself, yeah, you all the time will find a way out. Mm. Wow. That's an amazing story. And thank you so much for sharing it. Very inspiring.
And so, you, obviously, it's interesting how the, the turns life, you know, people are making life. You know, you started off, I think, wanting to work in electronics. Then you became a mechanic, and then you got laid off, and then you did some self-reflection. You realized that you love people. You want to help people. You went to coaching. You went to school, but you had some disagreements with how they did things. Um, but, you know, you went into coaching people. And you have that Midas touch. You're getting people results. <laughs> but you have an interesting way of coaching. You don't tell people what to do. You, you're a cheerleader. You just believe in them, and that's what people ultimately want. And But you have to deal with some challenges. You became homeless due to a, a divorce. You gave the ex-wife everything. And because you knew you had the confidence that you could start over again. And and so you came to to New York. It came to the States, so to speak, not knowing a word of English. Um, but you realize at that point you had to overcome, you know, that handicap and leave the comfort zone and make things happen. Just an amazing, incredible story. And, um, you know, obviously you, you know, you, you practice what you preach. You, you know, you, you overcome obstacles. You, you have to overcome the challenges and, and look at where you are today. You're a successful coach. Now, you've been helping people for a while now, and I'm curious. Obviously, we all, got, we all know what happened. Uh, the pandemic <laughs> kind of hit us out of nowhere. And I'm, I'm curious, how would you describe the, the current state of affairs when it comes to um, business, entrepreneurialism, and personal development and whatnot? And what challenges has the pandemic posed, if any? I mean, the pandemic put some uh, stop sign to some people, but it's not the end of the world, and there is many, many good things that happen because of the pandemic. The first one, yeah, all of a sudden, now we have more time. We eliminate travel, now we have time. How to walk with time, that's a different story, but now we can do much more, yeah, with the time that we have. The biggest thing that happened, yeah, many people don't do anything new because they have no experience. So it's like one of the things that hold the people hostage is memory. Because every time we want to do something new, we kind of play with that in our head, how it's going to be, how we're going to play it out. And then we go back in time to reflect how did how we did that before, yeah. So when we go back, we have no no experience. We never did something new. We all the time did something that we know. We didn't do something that we don't know. Mm. So that's holding us from doing every, anything new in the future. We're afraid to do things in the future, yeah. So we kind of stuck. Corona came. Now it's forced you to do something that you didn't do before because you have no choice now. All of a sudden, you start to say, oh, I can do this. I can do that. Zoom. Nobody want to go on Zoom. Now everybody on Zoom. <laughs> Think about that. It, yeah. There is many, many things that's open when you self-reflection about what you did all this time in Corona. You realize how many new things you start in your life, yeah, that before the corona, you wouldn't do that. 
Think about that. Wow. Wow. It's interesting. And you mentioned that because of the pandemic, people had have more, had more time uh, to focus on things and whatnot. And they weren't too sure what to do at that time because obviously had, a lot of people had issues with things that happened in the past. And, you know, I always tell people the past stands for preoccupation about spent time. <laughs> but, uh, and a lot of people had to do a lot of things they had, had no choice but to do uh, because of the pandemic. And so it's interesting, you know, you know, obviously when the pandemic hit, I was stuck at home and I, I I did a lot of self-reflection and whatnot. And, uh, and it it did help me here or there, but obviously, you know, you have to make best use of all that time. There's no doubt about it. Um, So I'm curious, um, obviously uh, we'll enter a world where the pandemic goes away, you know, particularly with the vaccine and how would you, uh, where do you see things going in the future? Where do you see yourself in that future? I will see myself doing better, better and better every day. There is a phrase about that also. Mm. One French guy said about to, to, to think better every way and every day. Mm. Yeah, mm. It's, this world is not bad. We just look at that in a different angle. Now, when you change the angle that you look at the thing, the thing change. Mm. That's uh, when Dyer said, when you change the way you look at anything, the thing change, not you. Mm. Mm. Wow. That's so true. And, you know, I think it's so important to be optimistic about the future. And I'm glad you said, you know, better. I love that word. And and I love how you talked about how when things can change, if you look at it from a different angle, um, that's so true. You know, obviously, I look at things as the class being half full sort of way. <laughs> and uh, so th- there's no doubt about that. Um, I'm curious. Now, obviously, when it comes to coaching, um, some people sort of roll their eyes at it. They're kind of skeptical about coaching. They say, why do I have to pay someone money to advise me or whatnot? And uh, I'm curious, what would you say to that person who thinks coaching is totally unnecessary, that they could do it on their own, read a book or whatnot? Many things to say about that. First, look at the big athletes in the world. All of them have coaches. Take Tiger Woods. In his prime time, he had 11 coaches. He didn't have one for relationships, so that's what happened with his marriage. But all the rest, he have coaches for everything. Take take any president for any CEO, any company, he have advisor. Who's those advisor? They're good at the area that they can come and advise the CEO how to because you. It's impossible to know everything. It's in no way you can know everything. This is the first aspect. The second aspect, yeah, you look for soundboard. You have, you have thinking, yeah. Uh, let me put it this way. Everything in the universe created twice. The first time in your mind, the second time in a physical reality. The challenge that people have is how to take it from your head to the physical, to the reality. Yeah, 
by yourself, it's very hard. So you're looking for someone or many to come and support and help you. And that's what I'm offering. I don't coach people, I work with people. That's a big difference. Mm. Because I don't, I'm not going to tell you what to do, and I'm not going to advise you. I want to take your ideal and make it reality. And I, I can give you a story that will illustrate that. I, I met with a single mother. She was selling in insurance for a living. And uh, we kind of chit-chat, and I, I have to say, the one thing that's more important to me before I work with people, I want to know what is your moral compass. If it's not aligned with mine, I'm not working. It, for me, it's not the money. It's the person that you become. Because mm -hmm. I know I can, I can create very successful story. That's what I did so far. So if your moral compass not aligned with mine, I'm not working. Anyway, we was uh, chit-chat, and she was a good person. And she said to me, I don't know how much you charge. I don't know if I can afford you. But I know with you, I can be what I want to be in my life. I said, great, let's take the money from the table. You don't pay me. The money is not an issue between me and you. So I want to know what is that you're looking for before I say yes or no to what you're asking me. She said, okay, I want to be actors in movie. I said, okay, what are you willing to do to make that happen? She said, I will, t I will do whatever it takes. Yeah. I said, you know what? That's intrigued me. Let's start to work. Yeah? And when you have some income, we will talk how you compensate me. But now there is no money. I work with you. Look, before you know that, she took it. And not only that, she got picked up in audition. Hmm. Until, until the investor come and put money in the movie company, yeah, she started to play in a small theater in Broadway, New York. Do I know how to take a person that sells insurance to make him actors? No. I, I never did something like that in my life. I, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> but I know, I, know, I know other thing. When somebody come and help you and support you, yeah, it's like you carry 100 pounds. When you by yourself is 100 pounds. When I came to the scene, I take 50. Now you carry only 50. You're not by yourself anymore. Mm. How much power does that give you? And that's what mm. I do. Wow. I think that's amazing. So you're you're you give people that confidence, that self belief, and you're like a cheerleader, and you help to push that individual. Not necessarily knowing, telling them what to do, but giving them that encouragement, giving them that accountability, so to speak. And you know, as they say, teamwork makes the dream work. And so I think I think that what you do is definitely worth the investment. And the, and the fact that you were you took money off the table, I think, is so incredible. It just talks about how you love helping people. This is your true calling. And, you know, Mark Twain said everyone has two birthdays, the day they were born and the day they know why. You know both your birthdays. And that's an incredible story, how you took this woman who sold insurance uh, to successfully starting an acting career just amazing 
And you talked a lot about how even the greatest people in their field have coaches. Tiger Woods had 11 or, in his prime, 11 or 12 coaches. And and all the major president CEOs have people and whatnot that they work with. Uh, so I think uh, that's that's just incredible, and it tells you something. And, you know, I think everyone should have a coach um, because coaches provide accountability, you know, uh, people can read books, but, you know, there's so many books, but no one's really applying or implementing it. And so um, obviously having a partner or a cheerleader is, is so critical um, and so important because you provide accountability and you can provide a solution that's tailored and customized to an individual. So uh, definitely see the need for why people should have, have to have a coach and, and everyone should have one. Uh, here's the thing, though. Uh, obviously, I'm sure you're aware there are so many coaches out there. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, there's more and more people getting into it. There's a low barrier to entry, right? You don't need to necessarily have a license, so to speak. Um, I'm curious, what makes what is your competitive advantage as a coach? What do you do better than maybe some other coaches and whatnot? What what makes you different? I, I would say. Something like that. I said, there is no competition in the world. When you look sideways, you stop to look forward. Which is mean, you need to look at what you do and how you do it. When you, when you look sideways, you become monkey like the other. So you're not, you're not any different. So I don't look at the other. Every person has his own style. Yeah, and I don't have competition, I have colleague. We can sit down, we can exchange ideal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I like something, I will adapt it. If I don't like it, I don't like it. I'm not going to use it. Mm. But I, I have a lot of meetings with other coaches, and we, we become friends along the way. I, I say something like that about competition. If you think that I'm compete against you, let's go to Empire State Building, right? Go all the way to the top. Look from the balcony down, and you will see many, many people on the street. If you take care of 0.0001, you said for life, where you see competition? There, there is none. There is no competition. Some people would like to work with you, some don't. And it's according to your style, according to what people comfortable with you and that's the key and you can you can take care of all of them everybody you just can't it's impossible <laughs> yeah hmm. that's true absolutely i agree with you Obviously, people need to understand that there's enough for everyone it's not zero sum uh, there is no competition you mentioned that if you look sideways you can't look forward so true i love that and, you know, obviously uh, some, some clients are a good fit for you, some aren't, and, and that's okay because obviously there's a coach for everyone. And so I think I love that uh, Empire State Building uh, example uh, that you share. I think that's so amazing. And I'm curious, obviously you've helped a lot of people, and uh, you gave us that story of how you helped that woman who sold insurance to become an actress, and she was going to auditions, acting on Broadway. I was wondering, um, can you tell us uh, any more moving or entertaining stories from your life or career? 
Uh, I have I have plenty. I just don't know which one to start. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, I I work with insurance broker. <clears throat> Sorry, and he he hired a guy that graduated from college, and uh, he said to me, "Hi, take the guy and train him." Okay, the guy came. We chit-chat a little bit. I I check his uh, moral compass. He was fine. He was good good person. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, I asked him, do, do you know what is your product? Uh, he said, yeah, insurance. I said, no, this is not your product. I said, what do you mean? I passed the exam to sell insurance. I'm licensed. Insurance company gave me license to sell insurance. You tell me it's not my business? I said, yes, this is not your business. <laughs> said, okay, I give up. What is my business? I said, your business, it's people. If you don't know how to talk to people, how to interact, communicate, and build relationship, insurance company not going to pay you. What they pay you because you license doesn't work this way. The first month he opened eight accounts. The second month he opened another two accounts, and then I left. I'm not a babysitter. I give you the principle that's work on your business. You go out and you do it according to your belief. I don't tell you how to do it. I tell you what's work. I tell you what the principle in any business. And there is a plenty, plenty principle. There is universal and there is individual to unique to that, to that industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's on you to do the work, not me. I'm not doing the work. And th- <laughs> this is the area that people kind of think short which is mean if I hire a coach, I need to see the magic. No, when you hire a coach, you need to do the work because coach is not going to do the work for you. Mm. If I do the work for you, I will take the prize. You're not going to get anything. But I will help you to do the work that you're going to get the prize, not me. And that's when people think different. If you want to have something that you didn't have before, you need to do something that you didn't do before. The question is, who helped you to do that? Not tell you how to do it. Who helped you to do it? Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that story. And it's interesting. You know, you talk about how you give people the principles and they have to go out and make it work. You're not a babysitter. You don't do it for them. And it reminds me of the saying, you know, you, you teach a man how to fish, he could eat for life. You, you give him a fish, he only eats for a day. So you teach people how to fish so they can go on their own and do it. And, and, and you know, you so you inspire these folks and whatnot. And, you know, selling insurance isn't easy. Um, it's one of the <laughs> – it's very tough. You, you hear a lot of no's. Um, so the fact that you're able to get people, you know, you're able to help people achieve success in selling insurance is amazing. And incredible. And so, uh, thank you so much for the story about how you helped this gentleman. And um, you you kind of showed him that you know, hey, you know, insurance isn't really his product. It's working with people, and that he has to, to develop those people skills and whatnot. And uh, I'm curious. Uh, obviously, uh, you've helped uh, many people, and some people may be listening to you and and getting very inspired, and they may say, you know. I want to do what Heim's doing. I want to be a coach and whatnot. 
and I want to get into this. I, I love helping people. What would you? What advice would you give to those folks? Learn how to listen to people. Co- coaching is listening. And uh, it's funny part. I teach people how to keep their mouth shut. And that, that's that's unique in many businesses. When you talk too much, you're losing you're losing the deal. You're losing everything. But when you learn to to listen, that, that creates trust. That builds relationship. That makes the sell. Why? Because every person want to talk. Every person have story to tell. He looking for Odeon. If it's that what you give him, you give him the stage. Here, talk. I'm listening. I'm not going to interrupt you. I will let you talk. The person will start to talk, and you become his best friend. Why? Because nobody listened to him so far. His parents don't listen to him. His wife don't listen to him. His kids don't listen. Nobody listened to him until you came. So he's so anxious to tell his story. He will tell you whatever you want to know. Just be patient and listen. Mm. And now, that's what makes the coach good. When you listen to someone else's story, yeah, he trusts you. He tells you all his secrets. And now you can challenge him. You say that you want to, to, to do this line of work. What's holding you? What's stopping you? I'm with you. Now you encourage him. Now we say, hey, I trust this guy. He listened to me. I trust him. I, I, will, I will give a shot. I will see how that work. Boom. And now you take action. Now here is what the beauty. When I'm working with anybody, three things happen from the get-go. You will never fail. You will never, ever make mistake, and it's impossible to do anything wrong. And now you say, oh, that, that sounds crazy. That sounds too much. And here's the thing. When you do something, no matter what you do, you get result. Not only that, now you have experience. So you may do something that doesn't work 100%, and it's impossible from the get-go to do something with 100%. But you do something that you get some result. 5%, 10%, 20%. The question is different. How does that make you feel about what you did? If it makes you feel good, great. Let's increase the time on this activity. If it's not make you feel good, just drop it. It doesn't work because you're not going to succeed in activity that you don't like to be in. So did you fail? No, you did something and you realize, no, it's not for me. But you didn't hear it from anybody else. You yourself, you get the experience. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. And you know, actually, I interviewed a, a guest in another episode who said there's no such thing as failure, just learning experiences. And I believe that to be totally true. And it's interesting. You, uh, you mentioned how coaching is about listening. You know, listening. It's it's interesting because. It's such a simple activity, and it's such a simple, powerful method to employ. But uh, but so many people find it difficult. Is you know you know when you talk too much, as you said, you're you're losing the sale, so to speak. 
And so people have to learn to kind of keep their mouth shut. And when you listen, it helps to build a relationship. A person sees you as their best friend, as you mentioned. Um, so I think that is key advice, not for pe- not only for people who want to be coaches, but people who want to negotiate, people who want to go into sales. You know, listening is so, so key. And uh, now I'm curious, uh, there are people who are, who are listening to this who may say, um, I want to coach. I, I, I see the value of coaching. Uh, now, obviously, they can go to you, which I think is an excellent decision if they had you as a coach. But as you mentioned, you, you can't coach everyone, <clears throat> of course. And maybe, you know, you're on vacation and you, you, you don't want to coach anyone for a brief period. What advice would you give to someone who's looking for a coach, um, who wants to find someone to work with, uh, how should they go about it? What should they do? Well, I would say the simple thing, find someone that don't tell you what to do and how to do it. He need to, uh, the, the way I do it, I mean, I open the panoramic for, for in your head because everything happened in your head between your ears. Yeah? I, I, open, I open that to, I take the blind side out. Now, you see many, many ways to achieve one thing. And you pick the one that's more comfortable and appealing to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way I, I walk. What others do, they, they like to give advice. They, they like to give you action plan. I will build the action plan with you. Because if you're not comfortable doing things, you're not going to do it. Because you have can you when you build resistance over something, that resistance not go away because the coach told you it's different. Mm. You're gonna still hold grudge. You're gonna still hold something that not agree with you what the coach said. So you're gonna go ahead and say what the coach said. So I need to do it, and you do it, and you don't get the result that you want. Say, so well, what kind of coach is that? I pay money, and what I get? Mm. Because if you inside, you disagree with the action step, mm. you're not going to get a good result. If it's not come from you, you're not going to have a good result. Mm. And so when I'm walking somewhere, I want you to, t- to tell me what it is that you want to do. Yeah, and I will help and support you in what you want to do. And you will get good results because you decide to do it, not me. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so it's interesting when it comes to you know people who are looking for a coach. Um, obviously, they need to find someone with the right style to work with. And you mentioned before that you help people uh, with what's going on in their heads because you said before that things exist twice, you know, first in the mind and then in physical reality. And you help, as a coach, you help guide uh, that uh, from one in, from one area to the other, and obviously, uh, you know, you talked about how it's impossible to know everything. So, as a coach, you help people, but you don't tell people what to do. Um, you sort of sort of guide people, although you can help them to formulate an action plan, but you don't direct them. And I think that's a great way to coach and whatnot. Uh, you're sort of teaching people the principles so they can go off on their own to do it, and then maybe use those same principles to accomplish another goal or task. 
Um, so I think that's great advice. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious now, obviously, uh, you know, you've helped a lot of firms, helped a lot of uh, folks. As a business coach, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. Um, there's a, a high failure rate with businesses. Uh, most new businesses fail within the first couple of years. I'm curious, what, why is that, and what should entrepreneurs do um, so we can turn these statistics around? Uh, you need to believe in, in what you do, and uh, you need to be 100% in. You can have doubt. When you have doubt, you're second-guessing yourself. Yeah, and then this is the area when your mind shifts away from your mission. If you're not 100% in, don't, don't walk in. It will not work. Right. So you have to be fully committed. And as yes. they say, you have to burn the boats, so to speak. Uh, there's no retreat. And it's, you have to make it work and have that grit, have that perseverance, that, that don't quit attitude. Uh, I think that's amazing advice. You can't have doubts. Um, love that. And I'm curious, um, you've mentioned, you've dropped a lot of great wisdom here. And I'm curious, what other important life lessons have you learned yourself or from others uh, that you'd love to share with us in addition to what you've already shared already? Now, I will say something like that. Nobody in the world make the right decision. Nobody. So how people succeed in life when they make their decision right? And that's the key. When you decide to do something, you need to be fully committed. And, and it may sound semantic, but this is the way. Nobody makes decisions for you. No one can do that. You're the only one that makes decisions for yourself, and you need to make it right. There's no, you can do the right decision. There is no way to do the right decision. How do you know? Because when you make decision, you make decision on something that you have no experience. You don't know how is that work. You want to get something that you didn't have before. So whatever you decide, you need to make it right. Uh-huh. Now, no, nobody succeeds in a get-go. I, I give you, I give you, sir, I illustrate that in a different way. Let's say that you're hungry. And you by yourself at home. And you go into your kitchen and you have no experience. You never cook anything in your life. What the simple thing to make to yourself? Because you're hungry. So scramble egg. That's the simple thing. That's any, anybody can do. Right? You take the skillet, a little bit oil. You, take, you break the egg. You scramble that. Two pieces of bread in a toaster. You have a meal. Now, this meal going to come the same way that you serve in a diner? No, but you have a meal. You have an egg. Now, if you do it every day, after two weeks, you're going to invite all your friends, come, I make you a breakfast. You won't believe how I do scramble egg. I become professional. You do it every day. You practice. That's the way it's work. That's the way it's working, everything. I mean, you don't build building in one day. You put brick after brick after brick. Baby not come an overnight. It takes nine months 
until you come out. Oh. Everything in life is take time to, to come out, to right. build it up. So you need to give time. Mm-hmm. You make a decision now, and you want results yesterday? No, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And people definitely need to have patience. Um, you know, so many people want instant gratification. And obviously it takes time to build up skills. And when you practice, you get better. As they say, practice makes perfect. And you, you mentioned before there's no such thing as the right decision, but when you make a decision, you just have to commit. And you make it the right decision. It, uh, so I, I see what you mean with that. And so and I love the example you give with the, the scrambled eggs. <laughs> uh, I think it's great. Maybe kind of hungry though, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, uh, what book recommendations uh, do you have for folks? Uh, there is a uh, some guy Murphy, the power of the subconscious mind. Oh, I love that one. I, I'm familiar with that one. Um, and I think I read it. Yeah. I read a few times, yeah, in both language, in, in Hebrew and English. And it's it's amazing how much power we have that many people don't even know. Yeah, how much power yeah. we have. Right. Definitely. And um so that's a book that I definitely would love to reread. Uh, it was some years ago when I read it. Um it has a powerful message. As they say, if you if you can see it and and believe it, you can conceive it. And so I think you know it's all about the, the what they call the law of attraction. So I'm the big supporter of that. Uh, I'm curious, uh, would you ever write a book yourself? I think I think you'd make a great yes, author. Yes, I did. I did. I wrote sure. a book. What's the name of it? Uh, I didn't publish that because I oh. have different challenge. I have different challenges. I don't have a grammar. I'm not talking about spelling. That's a different issue. But grammar is very important when you write a book. Yeah. And I don't have the grammar. Don't forget, I came here to this country. I was over 40. And over 40 to go to school to learn grammar, it's not easy. Yeah. And this is this is challenge that I'm still, I'm still fighting with. Yeah. Right. And I have long, long, day, long way to go. But I can talk about what I wrote. Yeah, and I call it my my formula to success, which is it's a five chapter in sequence. When you follow the sequence, even when I'm talking, so you get the point and you can follow. So yeah. in the first chapter, first chapter talk about awareness, which is mean we live in two worlds. We live the inside world and we live the outside world. Most be- the people react and respond to what's going outside of them. So what's going outside of you and you react and respond, you have no control. Mm-hmm. What's, go- what, what's going outside, I mean, what you can do, you just respond or react to that. You just follow. You don't lead. When you start to feel how it's affecting you, when you start to control your feeling, now you start to control what's going on outside. Now you decide how you want to see what's happening outside. 
So that's the key. You need to live from inside out, not from outside in. Mm. The second wow. chapter, second chapter, they talk about belief. Now, when you are aware, how you react to what's going on outside, now your belief say what else you can do to make the change or whatever you want to achieve in your life. It's up to you. Just go take action and make a change. The third chapter say about health. You need to be healthy. Healthy in two places, mind and body. When you have one, you have the second. When you neglect one, you neglect the second. Mm. Now, now you're aware, you believe, and you're healthy, you're a happy person. Because everything falls in place for you. As a result, you're going to create wealth. Now, wealth is two parts into that. One part is the income and the money that you gain and you have. The other part is people. Without people, you can't gain weight. You, you just can't because the wealth comes from other people. If you persuade them, if you have something to offer, if you have something to share, and people buy into that, and that gives you the, the income, that gives you the wealth. Now, what, peop, what people do on the most part they reverse the happiness and wealth. They put happiness on condition. When I have this, when I get that, when I, then I'm going to be, it doesn't work that way. You can put happiness on condition. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. And that's an excellent book. I'd love to read it. Um, if you have it in PDF, if you can email it to me, I'd, Love to check it out. I think it's a great book. It has some great lessons. Um, I think in the the first chapter, you know, there's a saying that life is 10% what happens to you, 90% how you respond. And a lot of people need to understand that and realize that. And there definitely is a link between um, a healthy body and healthy mind. Um, You need to have both. You know, the most successful people do a lot of exercise, and they're very health conscious. And so that's something people need to understand. And that happiness is base is a state of mind. It's not something you, you get when you receive something. And you talk about with wealth, um, you know, there's an aspect of, of it when it comes to knowing people or dealing with people, which I think is so important. Um, human relationships uh, and, and knowing how to communicate, very key to success. Um, and so, I'm curious, um, when it, you know, we met uh, networking, right? And networking is so important, you know, and trying to build relationships with people, so important. Um, I'm curious, what advice would you give to people when it comes to networking? And, and this applies not just to entrepreneurs, but also job hunters, people who are looking for work. It's a, it's a, it's a different way that... Uh... Many people approach. I I um, I have a workshop. I facilitate workshop. One of the chambers here in uh, Long Island before the pandemic start, and uh, I prepare two PowerPoint, three PowerPoint for the workshop. Uh, one was communication, 
The second one is relationship, and the third one is road to success. Now, in, in communication, what the process, when we go to network and we meet somebody new, how does that work before the pandemic? I mean, we come, we shake hands, we state our name, and we exchange business cards. <laughs> and we, we start to talk about business, what we do for a living. Statistics show that about 80% hate what they do. So why you highlight that in a third sentence? When you go to network or you meet new people, first talk about them, not you. Yeah? And don't tell them what you do. Tell them who you are. When I know who you are, I know how you do what you do. Not only that, today you're in real estate, tomorrow you're in, uh, in insurance. So the way that your income comes, it's different. But who you are is the same. Who you are move with you from real estate to insurance. You didn't change. What you change is the way that your income came. Yeah, and here's another thing that when people hate change, this is off subject, but it's, uh, I want to say it. People hate change. People don't like change. People don't do good when change coming. And I, I agree with them. Don't change. Because we associate change with something else. Which is mean, when you think about that, what do you change? You change something that doesn't work. Something that nobody wants, something that is no good, something that's broken, that's something that's old-fashioned, that's what you change. So I'm a the person, I'm not any of that. Why to change? So I say, don't, don't change. Stay who you are. Let's do something different. Let's add new, something new into your life, which is mean, what do you add? New activity. When you add new activity, you replace other activity that you don't want to be engaged with. Here you go. Here is the change. Right. Okay. Uh, love that. Um, and it's interesting. You talk about how 80% of people don't like what they do. So maybe they shouldn't start with that. Um, they should instead talk about who they are, which I think is so critical. And you mentioned how it's important that when you're networking to talk about the other person, uh, which I think is so critical, and that uh, that many people hate change, which I, I find to be true. And you, you mentioned uh, the advice of adding new activity on top of what you're already doing. Uh, definitely. Uh, I think that's amazing. Uh, I'm curious, would you ever create or start your own podcast? I, I think you'd make a great podcast host. Uh I, I think about that, but uh, so far I want to be a guest. I prefer to be a guest before I open mine. When I'm a guest, I approach more, more people that uh, can listen to me. Yeah, when I do my own, I kind of uh, limited on that. If you get the point. Yeah. If I, if I come to your podcast, I reach your people. People that I don't know. If I do right. my own podcast, I do do people that I know. From time to time, I bring somebody new to talk. Wow. 
Um, and I think that's so, you know, that's so key. They, I had, I spoke with one guest who told me the magic happens when you're a guest on other people's shows. Uh, definitely a great way for folks to market themselves. So uh, you're definitely on the right path by just being a guest on shows. And uh, obviously you've been a great guest, and this has been an inspiring and enlightening and educational conversation. Can you can you go ahead and describe all the ways that uh, people can reach out to you so you can put a, a dynamic center of influence like yourself in their network or if they can use or know someone who could use your services? Uh, first, thank you on, uh, to be on your show, and uh, I, I enjoy it the same way you do. Uh, <laughs> the way to to reach me is Haim, uh, H-A-I-M, at InMotionCoach.com. That's the, my email. My phone number is uh, 516-424-6200. And I will answer in the same day. If I don't answer in the same moment, I will answer in the same day. But leave me a message. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And the information you just provided will be listed in the uh, episode description area so people can see it and read it there. Thank you so much for that. And um, do you want to go ahead and um, leave us with any last word or final send-off? Because I don't give advice. I always look for people that agree with you and want to give you a hand and support. Those are the people that you want to be surrounded because they come from the heart, not from the head. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for coming on the show as a guest. And I want to thank the audience for listening. I'm going to see you guys in the next episode. Uh, Everyone have a wonderful, great day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, guys, before you go, just real quick, um, if you can just do me a favor, if you can head over uh, to the uh, Apple Podcast app, and if you're not there already, and if you can leave me a five-star review, that would be great. Um, If you love the show, if you can just go ahead and do that, And that will help uh, to spread the word about the show and other people can enjoy the show as much as you do. And so if you can do that, that would mean the world to me. And also, if you want to email me uh, with any feedback or any praise or support, um, please feel free to go ahead and do that. And you can also email me to request to be put on our email list. Uh, So... Uh, we can uh, send you out emails uh, when new episodes come out. So uh, thank you very much for being a fan of the show. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting the show. So if you can do that, go out and give us a a five-star review on the Apple Podcast uh, app. That would be great. And if you can email us so we can put you on the email list and email us with feedback and praise, that would be amazing. Uh, Thank you so much, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.